Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I want to encourage you to check out my other podcast, if you like to watch uh, detective stories as well as listen to them, then you'll love Detective Video Theater. Go to videotheater.greatdetectives.net to subscribe and you will get one uh, video episode every two weeks. Currently, it's an episode of Dragnet as well as an episode of Boston Blackie. Uh, that we alternate on. And you can also check out The Amazing World of Radio, amazing.greatdetectives.net. Our latest series is the Orson Welles uh, Les Miserables adaptation. However, you can also check out all the other series we've done there, including Old Time Radio Hamilton and The Summer of Bogart. And uh, check out my newest podcast, The Classic Comics Podcast, at ClassyComicsGuy.com, where we search for the truly outstanding, the best comics in the universe. That's at ClassyComicsGuy.com. All right, it's time for today's episode of Mr. Keen, Tracer of Lost Persons, the original air date January the 20th of 1944. And this one is The Case of the Girl Who Sang Too Well. Sparkling, new-looking floors in just six to nine minutes. Ladies, that's good news. Use economical, no-rubbing Aerowax. Just apply, and it dries to a marvelous high wax luster that makes rooms lovelier, saves frequent scrubbings or polishing. Yet a full pint of Aerowax costs only 25 cents at hardware, drug, grocery, and ten cent stores. Aerowax, A-E-R-O-W-A-X, will make you proud of your floors. Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons, is on the air. Ladies and gentlemen, the makers of Kalanos Toothpaste present Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons, one of the most famous characters of American fiction and one of radio's most thrilling dramas. Tonight and every Thursday night from 7.30 to 8 Eastern Wartime, the famous old investigator will take from his files and bring to us one of his most celebrated missing persons cases. But first, for bright, sparkling teeth, a million-dollar smile, try the new Colonel's toothpaste. It's a high-polishing toothpaste that acts like a jeweler's polish, removing tarnish from silver. Safely, speedily, it whisks away dingy surface stains that cloud your smile and reveals the full natural brilliance of your teeth. Get the new high-polishing Colonos at any drugstore tonight. Ask for Colonos Toothpaste. K-O-L-Y-N-O-S. Now, Mr. Keene, tracer of lost persons. Tonight, our story opens in one of the great movie palaces of Broadway, the Palladium, 
where for three weeks the stage presentation has been a sensational success. Skip Gordon's Review, starring Lola Bennett. As the spotlight cuts across the vast theater to the stage, it falls on a beautiful golden-haired girl, Lola Bennett, singing in the wistful style that has made her a hit overnight. got the right song, she went over like wildfire. Now the Sky Top wants her. Well, when they sent her the contract, she showed it to me and said... No, Skip. I'm not signing that contract. Oh, don't be crazy, kid. It doubles your pay. Gives you top billing. Skip, you've been just wonderful to me. You taught me how to dress, to carry myself, to really sing. I'm not walking out on you. Look, Lola. Here's another contract. Yours and mine. Well... On it up. I'm no jail warden, baby. You're heading straight for the top, and I'm not holding you back. Not on your life. Skip, 
That was very generous of you. Generous, Mr. Keene? I love Lola. Even though I've never told her. Never told her? <laughs> she wouldn't even have looked at me. Oh, but find Lola, Mr. Keene. That's all I'm asking. Find Lola. Well, the place to start is obviously the Palladium, where she was last seen. That's a famous old house, as I remember. Ah, uh, sure. In the old vaudeville days, we used to talk about making the Palladium. <laughs> when you played there, it meant you were good. Still does. And Lola made it with this engagement? Three smash weeks. All right, kid. Let's go. Mr. Keene, this is the stage doorman, Charlie Barnes. How do you do? Glad to know you, sir. You think you'll find her? I'll do my best. A swell little lady. Incidentally, Charlie, uh, you were on duty last night? Yes, sir, Mr. Keene. You're sure she didn't leave the theater? <laughs> she couldn't have. Not without creating a riot. Why? The place was surrounded with autograph hounds. Oh. Well, now, Skip, uh, if we could have a look in her dressing room. Oh, sure, right this way. I told the house manager to leave it exactly the same as it was last night. Good idea. Uh, thank you, Charlie. I'm glad to oblige you, Mr. King. Well, Skip, I gather your review is staying on at this theater. Yeah, another week with a replacement for Lola. Uh, here we are now. After you. Uh, thank you. Hmm. Usual dressing room. Chair, dressing table, wardrobe trunk. Yeah, that's right. And telegrams of congratulations. Paste it up on the mirror. Yeah. Sing, Canary, sing. I love you, I love you, I love you. Repeated two dozen times. Now, the telegrams are mostly from Larry Reeves. Reeves? Yeah. Oh, he's a well-known Broadway playboy, isn't he? Yeah, with more money than is good for him, too, and more wives. Married four times, divorced four times. I gather he wanted Lola for the fifth? Yeah, been making quite a pitch. Even a smart kid like Lola got to believing him. They were almost engaged. Almost? Yeah, he sent Lola a ring last week. Diamond like a headlight. <laughs> It'd burn him when Lola sent it back. Hmm. I suppose this is her costume trunk. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you don't think... Is there a key around? A uh, key? Uh, there's one on the dressing table. Oh, we'll try it. These are her costumes, Kip. Yeah, some of them. I remember others. Oh? Where, the, where are they? Well, I... I wouldn't know. Oh, Skip. Hey, Skip. Now, that's Tommy Toller, my band leader. Hey, Skip. We start the first show in ten minutes. Yeah, I know. This is Mr. King. How do you do? Oh, how do you do? Oh, yeah. You said you were going to ask him to. Hey, that reminds me. Of what, Tommy? Well, I wanted to mention it before, but I didn't want to talk out of turn. Well, come on. Give, Tommy, will you? You know my goofy saxophone is Harry Forbes. Uh, yeah. Harry's had a crush on Lola for months. Hanging around and pestering her day and night. Well, right after you left the stage last night, Skip, and we started pistol packing Mama, remember? Yeah. Harry signaled me. He whispered he's got to leave the stage. Oh, he looked so crazy. I said, all right. So he slips out behind the drapes. Very interesting. And then I don't see him for 15 minutes. And the funny part about it... What was what... so funny about it? Oh, hello, Harry. What was so funny? All right. I'll say it right to your face, Harry. You walked off the stage carrying a gun. We all had guns, phony guns for the pistol packer number. Now, just a minute. Am I to understand you use guns, pistols, as stage props for the performance of the number of pistol packing mama? Yes, Mr. Keene. But the rest of us had our guns on stage. He could have had his loaders. Are you trying to say... If that... anybody wanted to shoot Lola, that was the time to do it. 
during all that noise. You skunk. No, your band leader is right, Bob. It was his duty to tell us. Why did you go off the stage? Oh, because I felt sick. I wanted to take a pill. I told him that. Okay, okay. Okay, nothing. One of these days, you'll have to get yourself a new saxophone. Uh, hey, Harry, wait a minute. Oh, now, wait. Never mind, Skip. And thank you, Mr. Tolan, for this information. Oh, I figured I had to tell you, Mr. Keene. That guy's wacky. Well, the curtain's in five minutes. Yeah, I'll be there. Mr. Keene, how does it add up to you? It doesn't yet. Better get along to your performance, Skip. The performance, yeah. yeah. You'll be sticking around. Right here in the dressing room. Okay. Telegrams. I love you. I love you. I love you. Mr. Yes? I was waiting till the others went away. Who are you? I'm just a dresser around here. Take care of the performance clothes. Well? Look, uh, this note. She gave it to me last night. She said that if he came again, I was to give it to him. In the excitement last night, I forgot. You better have it. Well, thank you. Marie! Marie! Oh, quick, put it in your pocket. That's Larry Reed, Mr. King. You know, the playboy. Hey, Marie, why didn't you answer when I called? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Reeves. I didn't hear you. Any word yet about Lola? No, Mr. Reeves, nothing. Who's this? Anybody? Can't be. I don't know. Thank you. Gold digger, she's going to run out on me. She's not a gold digger. I... Shut up. I won't have you talk that way about it. I know a kind playing hard to get. Come and find me. When I do, I'll wring a little neck. Break every bone in her body. Oh, he's just awful, that Mr. Reeves. Thinks that for money he can have anything. But Miss Bennett's not his kind. What about this note? She said to give it to him if he came around again to bother her. She was expecting last night? Every night. The doorman was told to keep him out. But there's a way of coming through the front of the house, Mr. King. Oh, I see. Uh, don't open that note here, please, sir. Very well. And if Mr. Skip Gordon asks for me... Tell him I went back to my office. I'll have you know, Miss Ellis, I don't make a practice of reading other people's mail. But good heavens, this is a matter of life or death, perhaps. Oh, come on, what does it say? Well, I'll read it. Dear Larry, I've sent back your ring and that must end it. In my 26 years, I found there is one quality in people that I cannot stand, selfishness. It once cost me a terrible lot, the worst years of my life. If I married you, it would be the same all over again. Well. So it must be goodbye. Please stop threatening. Okay. Selfishness. The worst years of my life. What does it mean? Yes, what? As a matter of fact, Miss Ellis, we know almost nothing about Lola Bennett. Skip has known her only six months, and she's never talked of the past. Well, what's the difference? This note points straight to Reeves. And other evidence points to Forbes, the musician. No, I've got to know a whole lot more about that girl. But there's only one way to find out. Mm-hmm. How? You know the uh, weekly newspaper Footlights? Oh, sure. The Bible of show business. Well, I'd like Mike Clancy to go back through their files and dig up every single mention that was ever made of Lola Bennett. Right, Mr. Keene. Now, get hold of Mike at once. Two people under suspicion in the disappearance of Lola Bennett. And Mr. Keene goes on with his search. Meanwhile, girls, something to blame. 
teeth that rob them of charm when they smile. Thousands of men whose livelihood depends on selling themselves to others have the same weakness of appearance to blame. They don't know it or notice it, but the people they contact do. You may or may not be one of those people, but if you have the slightest suspicion that you are, try the new Colonel's toothpaste, the high-polishing toothpaste. You'll find Colonel's helps remove those dingy, unattractive surface stains from your teeth. Brings out all the natural luster and brilliance that adds so much to your smile. Start using the new Colonel's tonight. Remember, it's a high-polishing toothpaste. You can get Colonel's, K-O-L-Y-N-O-S, Colonel's toothpaste at any drugstore. Now back to Mr. Keene's office and the continuation of the case of the lovely singing star, Lola Bennett. Well, here you are, boss. I got three back numbers of footlights at mention. Oh, thanks, Mike. The first goes back about eight years, when she was just a kid. Mm. A review of a portable act that opened in St. Paul. Billy, the song and dance man. The viewer says, a strictly mediocre act that may do for the sticks, but will never make the palladium. Now, this paragraph here. Accompanying Billy was a pretty little stooge called Lola Bennett, who had nothing to do but be sung at. Now look at the second paper, Mr. King. This is four years later from Akron, Ohio. Now the act is called Billy and Lola. About this minor league vaudeville act that premiered here last night, nothing much can be said for or against the male heart, Billy. The little blonde who shared the bill, Lola Bennett, showed unusual promise. Two of her numbers, sung with refreshing sincerity, brought down the house. Very interesting. Read that third item, boss. It goes back just two years. Now the act is called Lola Bennett and Billy. <laughs> right. One of the most novel fan singers heard in these parts lately opened last night at the Star. Voice full of honey and captivating personality. Should go far with the right training. The act was completed by a novelty instrument number from Billy. Different, but was it good? Well, boss, what do you make of it? The old story of show business. The pupil outgrowing the master. Lola made the palladium, but Billy never did. Billy? Whoever you are. That's your private phone, boss. Hello. Hello. Keen Company. Yes, uh, good afternoon, Mr. Forbes. I'm going to talk straight out. I want you to lay off me. But, my dear fellow... Don't try to put Lola's disappearance on me. I have nothing to do with it. How did you ever get my private phone number? From Skip Court, and I've warned him, too. Lay off me or else. Or else what? Lay off me, that's all. Did you hear any of that, Mike? I did. A maniac. Well, don't you think that he... Well, with the suspicions we got... Oh, never mind. For another reason. Each of these reviews mentions other acts that appeared on the same bill, Mike. I'd like to find some of those other people. It would take a lot of digging. But it may give us very valuable information. Try the booking agencies, Mike, and the Actors Hotel at once. Okay, I'm on my way. Well, nice, Mr. Keene, that somebody remembers me after all these years out of show business. I gather, Mrs. Hall, that you once had a comedy act. Ah, uh, what not, but it made folks laugh. On at least one occasion, you played the same theater with a song and dance man called Billy. Billy? Uh, oh, sure. Kind of a sourpuss. Why do you say that? Well, I had his heart set on getting to Broadway. Wasn't good enough. 
What was his surname, Mrs. Hall? Surname? Billy, that, that's all he was ever called. Hmm. Do you remember his partner? Oh, sure, Lola Bennett. He hired her in St. Paul after his regular partner walked out on him. But what's become of Billy? Billy? Oh, well, I couldn't tell you. Yes, Major Tiny? I'm looking for an old performer called Billy. I remember him, Mr. Keene. My midget act proved all over Canada with him one winter in a unit show. Really? My, but what his wife had to put up with. Wife, did you say? Yes, Lola Bennett. Oh, they were married. Two years by then, but they weren't happy. Billy was so jealous. Of the fact that she was becoming more successful than he? That's right, Mr. Keene. He took the drink. Actually beat her up one night. I tried to stop him. Oh? He threatened to walk on me. Oh, a bad character. What was his surname? I never knew. Would you have a photograph of him? No, sir. Thank you. Still one more chance. Sure, I know, Mr. King. When I was hopping on a Jackson circuit. See, I used to do a soft shoe number like this. Charming, Mr. Foley, charming. Yeah, but strictly passe. I'm working up a new routine now like this. Uh, if I may be so rude, Mr. Foley. Yeah? How were they getting on when you knew them? Oh, terrible. You see, the booking agents were thumbs down on him. Why? Well, they said he grabbed the act. The ball and chain. The guy tried everything. He even worked up a, a novelty, a solo and a song on five different instruments. You know, one after the other. Mm. Still no soap. But Lola stuck by him. Much good it did her. Guy was a maniac. Talking crazy all the time about making a palladium. Hitting Broadway. Well, it got so bad... He finally had to divorce him. I see. By the way, what instrument did he play in that novelty number? Mm, clarinet, fiddle. The saxophone, too? Yeah, saxophone, all right. Yeah, that was his best. Would you by any chance have a photograph of him? A photo? Let's see, yeah. Uh, for Winston Buffalo... Yes? We all gave a hospital benefit, and the newspapers took photos. Could you find that photograph? Well, now if I dig around on my... Book, I, I might. Let's have a look. Keen and Company. This is Skip Gordon, Mr. Keene. Oh, good morning, Skip. I haven't heard from you in days. Any news, Mr. Keene? There may be tonight. I can reach you at the Palladium still? Yeah, and yeah, we're on for the rest of this week. You know, I got some news for you. Really? Harry Forbes, the saxophone player, walked out of the band last night. We can't locate him. Hmm. That puts a finger on him, I guess. It would certainly look like that. If he's the guy, if he's harmed Lola in any way. Oh, Skip, uh, to be perfectly frank, I'm afraid somebody has harmed her. Keen. Who? How? I'll probably have the answer for you tonight. Meanwhile, I must use the phone for a very important call. I'd like very much to talk to your manager. 
Good evening, Charlie. Uh, good evening, Mr. Keene. Any luck yet locating Lola Bennett, Mr. Keene? Yes and no. I don't get it. In a few minutes, a package may arrive here at the Palladium for me. Ask the delivery man to wait before bringing it in. I want to talk to him. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, where's Mr. Skip Gordon? On stage, introducing a number. By the way, Charlie, the uh, night that Miss Bennett disappeared, was anything moved out of here? No, sir. Uh, but something came in. Uh, some props for our next stage show. I see. Well, uh, Mr. Gordon should be coming off the wings any minute now. New singer? Yeah, replacing Miss Bennett. But not half as good. Oh, I see Mr. Gordon there now. Hello, Mr. Keene. Hello, Skip. Well, what's the word? Skip, you may have to brace yourself for really bad news. Dead, huh? Dead. Yes, I'm afraid so. The final sacrifice to a very selfish man. Oh. Forbes? Reeves? I'll kill whoever it was. Steady, Skip. We'll see that justice is done. Lola was such a swell kid. Time for you to go on stage again, eh? Yeah. Yeah, the show goes on. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your master of ceremonies again. About to introduce the rip snorting arrangements of the hits of the season, Pistol Pack and Mama. Oh, Mr. Keene. Mr. Keene. Yes, Charlie, I'm coming. Uh, the delivery man came. He's waiting for you. Good, Charlie. I'll walk back with you. If you want any help bringing it in, I... Uh, all that noise. Come, let's find a quiet place. Go into this dressing room. No. No. This was Miss Bennett. You don't believe in ghosts, Charlie. Why, what do you mean? Charlie, look at this wardrobe trunk with Miss Bennett's costume. Oh, what about it? He really had two trunks. Two? When the express company came that night to deliver a certain stop, somebody ordered one of the trunks taken away. Where to? The address was already labeled on, just as on this one. It was sent to the next place where Miss Bennett was engaged to sing, the Skytop Club. Who? Who was responsible for that? It's no mystery to me any longer. A very jealous man, her former husband. I sent a producer. You stay here. I'm staying nowhere. Oh, yes, you are. I'm going out now to have the delivery man bring in that package for me. Listen, Dean. I'm not staying. You're going to watch me open Bennett's second trunk. The one that went to the Skytop Club. I'm having it brought in. I'm watching nothing. We'll open the trunk right here in our dressing room. Just between ourselves, there are police stationed at every exit. The killer will never get out of this theater. You? You found her in the trunk? <laughs> Let me out of here. I... No, you're staying right here. I'm locking you in this dressing room. Hello, Skip. I came off for a breather while the band is playing. What's up? Skip, my boy. It's too bad that Lola didn't meet somebody like you years ago. Unfortunately, the man she did once marry was insanely jealous and possessive. He couldn't bear to see her succeed where he had failed. She tried her best to help him, but... Well, I'd like you to know this much, Skip. She loved you for your generosity. He valued you about anybody in the world. But but who killed her? Who was the man? A man she ran into again the moment she reached this theater. Three weeks ago. Darn it all. 
Must pistol shot. Didn't you notice something peculiar then, Skip? Uh, what do you mean? One shot was nearer than any of the others. Creepers. Creepers, you mean? It came from this dressing room. Quick, get that door open. Charlie, the doorman. He shot himself. It is a doornail. Mr. Keene, was he the guy? Yes. Her former husband. That's the way he killed Lola that night. He fired the pistol during the van number. Charlie. A doorman. An old and disappointed performer. He made the palladium with the most tragic performance of his life. And so ends the case of the girl who sang too well. Listen next week at the same time as Mr. Keene brings us another of his baffling cases, The Man Who Didn't Come Home. Today the girl, or woman who wants to be popular, knows that one of her most important assets is a charming smile, and teeth that sparkle and gleam. Knows that no matter how smartly she may dress or make up, teeth that are dingy and discolored looking instantly create an unfavorable impression. And the same is true of the man in business, whose very livelihood depends on selling himself. He knows how quickly discolored looking teeth can bring failure. That's why today thousands of smart and successful men and women are changing to the new Colonos high-polishing toothpaste. So for your own sake, try the new Colonos toothpaste yourself. It works like a jeweler's polish on tarnished silver. Dulled, revealing the natural brilliance and sparkle of your teeth. Ask for Colonel's toothpaste. K-O-L-Y-N-O-S. At your drugstore tonight. You've just been listening to Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons. Now on the air at a new time, every Thursday night... 7.30 to 8 Eastern Wartime over this network. Don't miss Mr. Keene next Thursday night when the kindly old tracer turns to the case of the man who didn't come home. This is Larry Elliott saying good night for the makers of Colonel Toothpaste and Mr. Keene, tracer of lost persons. <laughs> Famous no-rubbing arrow wax gives you beautifully waxed shining floors in six to nine minutes flat and at the cost of only a big easel. Just apply arrow wax, it dries to a marvelous luster, cuts out two-thirds of your scrubbing. A full fine costs only 25 cents. Get arrow wax, A-E-R-O-W-A-X, tomorrow. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series. Oh, and a man's wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Welcome back. I actually really enjoyed that episode. I like Pistol Pack and Mama. It's a great novelty uh, tune from the 1940s. Probably one of my favorite. And it's actually one that I've heard so much on various radio programs. It is the 75-year-old song that I sometimes find popping into my head the most. Uh, It should be noted that this is actually a fairly recent release. So 
it's kind of odd that it be used in this episode of Mr. Keen. Uh, the, uh, it was had only been out a few months when this episode first aired, so it was probably somewhat expensive to get the rights. Uh, it was one thing I gathered from uh, Mr. Cox's, uh, Jim Cox's book on uh, Mr. Keen, Tracer of Lost Persons, is that they used uh, Somewhere I'll Find You, uh, which is the theme to Mr. Keen, uh, repeatedly throughout the run because it was actually in the public domain. Uh, even as the series changed, uh, it was made sense as a budgetary thing. So playing Pistol Pack and Mama, which a fairly recent hit is, like I said, a pretty interesting choice. Uh, Maurice Tarplin uh, is also uh, was heard in this. Of course, the voice of Inspector Faraday. I don't like to speculate on uh, guest cast when there's no cast list, but that one I'm pretty confident on in the first uh, few minutes of the episode. And I did like the questioning montage. Uh, it gave the episode a little bit more of a professional feel to it. So I enjoyed this one, even with the standard melodramatic uh, conclusion. All right, well, listener comments and feedback, and we have a few thoughts on Mr. Keene. Williams says, I am not impressed with Mr. Keene as an outstanding example of great writing. Too much like a soap opera. Would rather listen to Night Beat over again. Well, William, I'll give you this, that uh, it is not as well written as Night Beat, but very few programs are. It was a very popular program and still has a lot of fans today, even if it's not quite on the Night Beat level in terms of the writing. And then we have uh, this comment... Joe says, uh, it was okay, better than Boston Blackie. How many episodes? How long will this be on? It'll be a bit more than a year, uh, and uh, then we will go on to our next uh, plans for the Monday slot, which we'll tell you about uh, when we do our uh, summer listener support campaign. All right, well, that will do it for now. If you do have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.